All right. So, I guess it's time to pretend we like each other. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm disgraced TV news presenter Piers Morgan. Oh. <laughs> you know me, Piers Morgan. I walked off the set of my show this morning because that person, that guy yelled at me for how I treat Meghan Markle. And then I quit the show. Piers Morgan, America's Got Talent. Wow, I have not looked at my phone all day today. Did that really happen today? I did it. I th- it was either today or yesterday. By oh, the wow. way, this is the sound that all British voices make. <laughs> this is the sound of all British voices. Well, you know voices. what's funny they is that I watched, like I watched a little bit of that Harry Meghan special on Sunday, and I had never heard Prince Harry She's speak. She's a liar. But he does kind of sound like your voice you're doing right now. <laughs> Prince Harry's got a very weird voice. She lies about everything. It's me, (laughs) Piers Morgan. I know the truth and I say it and then I quit me show. He quit over that? I'm quitting this show too. Fuck (laughs) off, Rachel. (laughs) All right, bye, Piers. I quit. I mean, I his name is you. his name is Piers, not like Pierce. Piers. It's like like a peer that goes into the ocean, but multiple of multiples, them. multiple. <laughs> There's more than one. Piers Morgan, two Piers, three Piers, <laughs> four Piers, five. Old, old Aren't two you Piers glad Morgan. we're all alive? <laughs> it's Cockney slang. <laughs> I'm out of here. Fuck this place and fuck Meghan Markle. I'm Piers Morgan. Jesus Christ, Rachel. What a get. What a get. He quit his show this morning. That's a lot. He quit his show because he's been treating Meghan Markle so terribly. And one of his co-hosts had the audacity to call him out on it. And he walked off the set and then tendered his resignation. Wow. That's cancel culture at its best. Get him the fuck out of here. (laughs) You trying to tell me cancel culture is bad? When people quit their own jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one canceled Piers Morgan. He canceled himself. What a scumbag. Oh. Are we allowed to say scumbag? Yeah, I think scumbag is is not like detrimental to people like Oscar the Grouch who live in trash. Yeah, he is Piers Morgan is a real <laughs> You know what the funny thing about Piers Morgan is his name isn't even Pierce, it's Piers. Like yeah, as if exactly. it was a peer. Like was... But more I mean, did you say I wouldn't know because I wasn't oh, I yeah, know my right. Yeah, sorry, on. I was saying to Piers that his oh, name you told is him that. Piers rather than Pierce, where they're oh, like that's why he said, into notion. Yeah. That's why he said two Piers, three Piers, four Piers, five. Aren't you glad that I'm alive? Yeah. That's why you said that. Okay. Yeah, and that then he called that, that Cockney rhyming sense. slang, which is not. No, it, I think he's right. <laughs> I mean, he knows. Uh, <laughs> Piers uh, Morgan, what a piece of shit. Good riddance. So happy to hear. I love when good thi- when bad things happen to good. Wait, no, good things. Wait. Bad things happen to bad, bad people. Bad things happen to bad people. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you we'll for get there eventually. We'll get there eventually. I've got quite a healthy pour of white wine here. You'd think I would have oh, finished yeah. it already the way I'm yeah. stumbling and bumbling through everything. How you doing, Rach? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I realized uh, today that we are coming up on 
a year from the last time we sat next to each other to record one of these things. Yeah. Can you believe it? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah right. I can. The, the fatigue is set. It is <laughs> oh, set the, in my. It is in my bones. Yeah, I have to. I am not doing great. I got to be honest. The fatigue is just. It's awful. Fatiguing. And I'm just so angry at people constantly. What the fuck is wrong with everyone in the world? And now they're like taking away all these restrictions on dining places. No, 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 no. Less than like 10% of the U.S. has been fully vaccinated. And that shit shit doesn't mean you're immune yet anyway. And we don't know anything about this. So, yeah, we'll just take away all the restrictions about everything. Well, let him die, I guess. Let him die. Yeah, we'll just stay in our own homes for another like six months to a year. That's fine. No big deal. So tired of it. Yeah. I'm so tired of it. I know. I know how you're feeling, Pello. I know. I'm going to be in my parents' basement for years at this point. You're going to be like Sophia Petrillo. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no, you would be, you would be Dorothy's Bornick and your mother would be Sophia Petrillo. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Golden Girls. My mom tells me the same story about Sicily over and over again. (laughs) Except it's about her uh, wedding band, the Marina, Maria. What was the wedding band? Oh, Mariah. I was fucking close. Yeah, you were close. I'm glad that you you held on to that information very well. I don't hold on to a lot of stuff, but for whatever reason, I was really impressed. I was really impressed. Marie, I did not think that that could possibly be close to the name, but it was (laughs) Mariah. Yeah, I don't know. We're still here. I used I made that joke about like when we were like two episodes into recording pandemic episodes, uh, where I was like. I don't know if, where I said, you know, Rachel, the interesting thing is we've been, we've now done more episodes in a pandemic than we did not in a pandemic, which of mm-hmm. course wasn't true at the time, but it's getting there. Oh yeah. It's, it's getting there. It's getting there. We might be recording remotely forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Yes. Randy Travis. <laughs> but good on you for watching Golden Girls because I feel like I keep, uh, mistakenly taking in TV shows I shouldn't be watching, books I shouldn't be reading, reading too much of the news, too much depressing stuff. And I don't need that right now. I just want some Ted Lasso. Like, just give me some feel good. And I just want to feel good. What is feeling good? I don't remember. I mostly watch the Golden Girls and that's it because I love it and it makes me happy. And uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Bob's your uncle. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Can you believe, though, we got Piers Morgan in here? That was crazy. (laughs) Oh, well, he's got nothing else to do now, so. He didn't say much. I thought he'd have more things to say. Piers Morgan claims that Mm -hmm. he has spent the last two years uh, eviscerating Meghan Markle at every chance he gets, Mm -hmm. which is every day because he's on TV five days a week. Mm -hmm. He claims that they like went on a date and she ghosted him. And like, so that's why it's like this retaliation. Oh, interesting. Anyway, why am I not surprised? I, I, I feel like the British public has a lot of feelings about the Royals that are very different from how the American public feels about the Royals. I mean, there's also, there's no one feeling amongst either contingent or anywhere else in the world either. I think there's a lot of people who are like, why are we talking about the Royals? They don't matter. And then there's other people who are mad that they're taking all the taxpayer dollars. And then there's other ones who absolutely adore them and buy every commemorative plate and all those things. The British media love to pick apart Meghan Markle, but they also did that to Kate before she was married to William, not in the same way, but they did it about class with, Kate Middleton. Mm. 
And, uh, yeah, they're just the uh, British tabloids are misogynistic and homophobic and racist and xenophobic and they rhyme all their fucking headlines. I don't understand. Cockney rhyming. Cockney rhymes. (laughs) The only Royals I care about is the one sung by Lord. (laughs) I forgot about that song. So let me live that fantasy. But we're not here to talk about Lord or Lord Song Royals or the actual Royals, royals or yeah. Meghan Markle or anybody. We're here to talk about Degrassi, The Next Generation. More specifically, Degrassi, The Next Generation, episode 711? 710. I didn't write. 711. 711. 711. 711. Free Slurpee Day right there. When, you're, when you have a beeper and you have an emergency... An emergency, you say seven one one. That's what you would do. You that would that's code. You wouldn't say nine one one. Nope, seven one one. It's code for emergency. <laughs> they had they had very faint. One four three was I love you, and of course seven one one was a seven eleven is emergency emergency burning burning emergency. Just kidding. It was nine one one. I knew that. I was just seeing if you were on your game. <laughs> I never had a beeper. I'm a little too. Uh, I never did either. But I but I remember that was a thing. If it's nine one one, you got to get on that call. My dad had one because he was a doctor, so that's how they used to like page them for things. They probably page him one four three all the time. Those kids probably mm-hmm. loved him so much. They loved him. The kids were paging him directly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my dad had it. Also, like we called it a beeper. That's actually. That's actually. That's probably not. That would not be good if that was the case. Be a little bit, a little bit weird. Yeah, that would be like some undoing shit right there. Did you watch the undoing? I didn't watch the undoing, but I was going Pharaoh versus Allen in my. Oh yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. I keep watching depressing TV. I got. Are you watching Alan no, versus Pharaoh? No, I forgot about that. And then I was like, I don't know if I can do that either. Um, I jumped back in in season two of Search Party the other day because mm. I had watched season one years ago when it came out, and then I never went back to it. So I'm almost done season three. I've been watching yeah. Unbelievable about the woman who was raped who wasn't believed. <laughs> I was reading a thriller about people on Long Island and the world coming to an end. So I'm doing pretty good over here. I had a pretty big boner for Search Party, I have to admit. I think it's um, it's enjoyable. Um, I... I liked it, but as you know, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who's listening, but season one ends on like a real, real big event. And I think that that made me not want to go back to it when it came out I, and I forgot about it. And I was just like, I'm good. I don't need to go back to totally. it. Totally, I've had that with shows in the past as well. Yeah. And it was, um, but it's very funny. Like it makes me laugh, oh, but it's God. also just makes me feel really tense the whole time. I think Portia's the all time character that comes out of that show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I really like the boyfriend. I think he's hilarious. Her, oh, I think they're. I think they're all. Very they're all funny. great. But I. But yeah. Clayton Early to me is like, uh, he's very funny. But like, he's designed to just be funny and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it works. But I think yeah. a lot of the pathos come from what's her boy? Drew, right? Is his name Drew? Drew? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He makes when he gets exasperated, it is very It's funny. really it's very good. But Portia to me is the all timer that comes out of that show. She's so good. That show's very good. And then as as we talked about last week, I watched the first episode of the new Real World reunion, but then I went back and started watching the first season. And I'm a few episodes in because Paramount um plus has uh, a couple of seasons. It has very random seasons of very World. weird very and weird. i've been saying for years i really just want to watch old real world i'm like that's what i'm seeking on tv where is that but what's what's good and bad about watching the first season of real world is that the first season is very strange because it's the first time they had done it i didn't know what they were doing yeah they didn't know what they were doing the editing is really weird where they don't explain anything like suddenly they're in like Monmouth County, where Eric grew up well and it's they like, wait, were wait how did we get here <laughs> and they didn't understand. do confessionals right no, they didn't do confessionals because they didn't have them then. So that yeah. was later. So I I recently watched some of season three because Pluto TV has all of them, um, which is like is for free on Samsung mm-hmm. television. So you can it, also yeah. like get the app. Um, so I've been watching some of the San Francisco seasons and those like follow a thread. They make more sense where season one is a little bit like vignettes. Like it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. You're a but um, the thing that is really depressing about watching it is that especially with like Kevin and pretty much everyone else is that we're having the exact same discussions I about know. race that we're having now. And I'm like, God, nothing <laughs> has changed in 30 years. I know this probably doesn't make our episode right now, but like the stuff where Kevin in the new one is uh-huh. like when Becky, when not Becky, when Heather is like, Kevin was right. Like he mm-hmm. was right. And we just didn't yeah. want to hear it. And that's Heather saying that. Yeah. So like, yeah. she was like, I didn't understand why he wouldn't want to just have fun. And it was like, cause that's who he, that's like built into his mm-hmm. being was being that. And I remember like when they were showing clips of the old stuff and I remember watching that, like I can tell you where I was mm-hmm. when I watched that Kevin and Julie fight. I know where I was. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's going to be interesting because they're going to unpack all that shit. And I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for that. for that. And I also really appreciated Julie's daughter calling yeah. her and like wanting to talk to Kevin. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Hey, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was great. That was I great. I really appreciated that. All the heavy stuff was really good, but nothing beat Heather B. opening that fucking suitcase full of booze. That was just the greatest <laughs> thing of all time. <laughs> Becky, Google me, bitch. Like, I loved it. And then she goes, um, and then she uh, brings up, could you get the phone? Yeah. As it like, she brings this, she's like, this is going to be the new, could you get the phone? And I was like, mm-hmm. how are you still so wonderful? She's such a, she was so mad yeah. that Eric wasn't going to be there because she wanted him to give her massages. I know. <laughs> Eric, I bought all that bullshit. And now you're not going to be here. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Oh my God. I love it. I love it. It was really fun to uh, see those people back. Becky is a lot. Oh, Becky is a lot. You know, Becky's the one who's leaving, right? It's gotta be in the previews when they show somebody walks out. Oh Oh, yeah. They show that that somebody leaves and it kind of makes it seem in the preview that it's Norman, but I can't imagine Norman. Yeah. What would, what would, why would Norman leave? Norman seems like he's cool with everything. I like Norman. Anyway. Let's go back to this. Uh, 7-Eleven says we said 7-1-1, the famous yeah. beeper. <laughs> we went off a real tangent there. <laughs> 
It's the 129th episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, but with all of the two-parters, this is more like the 104th proper episode of Degrassi. It's called Owner of a Lonely Heart. Owner of a Lonely Heart is a Yes song. Yes was yes, a band is. my cousin, my co- a cousin of mine was dating a dude, and he mm-hmm. took him and uh, my cousin Noreen, who I spoke about last week, mm-hmm. little Noreen, and her boyfriend at the time, took me and my friend Luke Allen to see Aerosmith at the Jones Beach Theater. And it was I was in like the seventh grade. I was on cloud nine. Steven Tyler was there. He was singing. It was great. And on the way home, they were we were driving home and we were talking about music. And her, my cousin, little Noreen's boyfriend at the time, told me, if you ever have the radio on and the song that comes on sucks, it's yes. It's a yes song. So, Rachel, <laughs> what is your favorite yes song? By the way, I do not subscribe to that thought anymore. I uh, don't know a lot of yes songs that well. I mean, I know Owner of a Lonely Heart very well. Immediately was singing in my head when I saw the episode title come up. Um, I briefly glanced through their Spotify, realized I don't know much else. So I'm going to go with Owner of a Lonely Heart because Owner I actually really like that song. When I was when I was uh, younger, I used to do I I had a I had a uh, parody version of that song of Owner of a Lonely Heart. If you could, I don't know if I ever mentioned this on that as a parody song where I where I would sing Dealer of a Smelly Fart. <laughs> very creative, very creative. It's a dealer. He's a dealer of a smelly fart. I see it all good people turn their heads today to satisfy. I'm on my way. You don't know that song. <laughs> you don't know that song. I don't know if I know that song. Time is time. I might. Time. I don't know. This one. You don't know this song? I've seen all good people turn their heads each day so satisfied I'm on my way. I've seen all good people turn their heads each day so satisfied Do they just sing this way, way the whole time? No. Here we go. Okay. not what I was expecting. It's a chess. It's about chess. This part. You don't know this part? Hold on. Maybe? I don't know. That's I've seen all good things from the Yes album, I believe. Yes, the Yes album. Yes. That is my favorite Yes song. I am not like super well versed in Yes, which if the Broomheads, any of the Broomheads. I'm surprised, actually. Any of the Broomheads out there who know how much I love Rush will be surprised because those bands are usually sort of like uh, mentioned in the, within the same breath of mm-hmm. one another. But I realized I didn't know who did Owner of a Lonely Heart. And when I looked it up, I was like, was Yes also YYZ? And then I was like, nope, that was Rush. That's Rush. <laughs> but do you know who did Dealer of a Smelly Fart? Patrick Driscoll. Why did I have to change it to dealer? It could have just still been owner. I just been owner. Yeah. But he dealt it. Like whoever smelt yeah. it dealt it. So exactly. he dealt it. Dealer. So you were being very specific. Yeah. Dealer. I get it. I, I was get it. fun in high school. Let me tell you. Oh, boy. Me too. Uh, I, I, I think I like yes. I don't really know enough about them. But I find the, I find them charming. They're very proggy. Mm-hmm. Roundabout. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
psychedelic a little bit too. Yeah, they're like Genesis, I guess, like a Genesis y, but mm-hmm. pre Phil Collins Genesis, like when Genesis yeah. was weird and like Peter Gabriel would dress up like a tree. Yes. That's yeah. uh, <laughs> exactly what we're going for. Yeah. Here. Jethro Tull, maybe. <laughs> oh my God. Did I ever tell you about how I knew um, Jeth- Ian-, Ian Anderson? Ian- no, Ian Anderson's son. Oh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> His name is Jed. He was huh. really good friends with my uh, flatmate of mine for a while in England. Yeah. So like my friend that I was living with oh, cool. started dating this guy who knew him from they went to school together. And so I hung out with him a couple of times and I was just like, I realized I didn't know any Jethro at all. <laughs> oh, man. Bottom, bottom, dim, down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's one of those drifts where it's like, I, I always say this and I've said this on the podcast before, like. There was a world that existed that went before that ever ex- happened, but it's so mm-hmm. like random, down, down, down. Like now it's so fucking ubiquitous mm-hmm. that you forget like, oh no, someone created that out of thin air or yeah. with a guitar, I yeah. guess. Probably not. It's not really, yeah. not really thin air. Yeah. I've been listening to a podcast. I'm just going to pop this. This is for the punk rockers out there. So Andy Partridge and anybody else like Andy Partridge, uh, he probably listens to this podcast already because I believe I think he's friends with the guys in Less Than Jake. But the lead singer of Less Than Jake, his name is Chris Demakes, and he has a podcast called Chris Demakes, a podcast. And in it, it's fucking great. (laughs) He is so charming and nice Uh and smart. And Mm -hmm. he brings a member of a band Usually from the punk rock scene, Aaron Barrett's on one uh, from Real Big Fish. And and they discuss one song of the bands and they like dissect it. Like Laura Jane Grace was on it and did White People for Peace. Matt Skiba was on it and they did radio and they dissect it from like the big, like the every chord progression, every fucking lyric. It's wonderful i have just been devouring it it's so much fun to listen to these and they're all friends so it's like he's got Mm -hmm. all his buddies and they're all just having a great time i i uh i I recommend it whole full throat okay for all the punk rockers out there or not if you just like music you know who's on it and i haven't listened to it yet but i'm excited to listen to it fucking mark mcgrath does one <laughs> and i like don't... does does he talk about all of his uh divorce cameos no. he has to well i don't do know for people <laughs> i don't know he talks about i think every morning there's a hello halo hanging from the corner of my girlfriend's oh my post, god but... that song we also should shout out a brand new podcast from a should mm-hmm. we do this at the end of them do it right now who's yeah, structure right now. fuck structure right now uh, from one of the what, gr- what is structure? What is structure? <laughs> from one of our top room heads, uh, who we see every month in the Zoom chats. And if you want to get on the Zoom chats, you got to get on the Patreon. Uh, our good friend Katrina's got a podcast called Homebody Heroines. You got to get on it. Katrina is the best. She drinks from a big mm-hmm, giant jug of mm-hmm, water. Mm-hmm. We love her. We're going to do that podcast at some point. It's fun. Good stuff. Can't wait. Listen to Homebody Heroines, you knuckleheads. But. You're not listening to it now. Right now you're listening to The Deep. So we got to talk about this fucking episode. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about Owner of a Lonely Heart, which honestly, I'm like, who is, is, is Marco got a lonely heart? I mean, I couldn't really. I was like, is this about a deal in or is this a like. <laughs> or is this, I, I was a little bit confused about the choice of song title for this because I was trying to really grasp at straws to make them fit into the right <laughs> pieces and stuff i can't even think about what i can't eat what's the beast what's the beast oh oh no yeah because they don't have a lonely heart yeah they don't have a lonely heart 
This episode, yeah. I was watching this, and I it's this. Uh-huh. I'm starting to feel like a broken record. It's I say the same things all the time about how mm-hmm. everything has to be the height of everything. Like Marco hasn't done anything in like a year, and now he's like being sold into human like human trafficking. Like how? It, w- and it it escalated very quickly. Where I was eating dinner while I was watching this, and I like looked away for a scene, and I was like, whoa, 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 what happened? <laughs> what did I almost feel like I can't get riled up about it anymore because it's just, this is par for the course. This is what's going to happen. Someone is going to like be mad that he doesn't have enough money to go to a sex, sexy club. So, and then some, I mean, okay, we're talking Canadian loonies here rather than American bucks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I don't know, like, what the exchange rate was at the time, but $50 to go into a club is a lot of loonies. <laughs> uh, you're eating me out of who's and whom. <laughs> I'm taking all my oh, loonies. Man, Ellie. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, I don't, f- it, this is another one of those things where I was like, this is so boring. And then it's like, a nightmarish stream. He's like betting on the ponies. And then he's, that uh, was when I was like, I can't, he has to give a hand job to a politician. I was like, what is going on here? That politician, I'm I'm assuming hand job. It could have been so much more. That politician was so bad because like he, (laughs) so basically Marco is sad that he doesn't have enough money to go party with some guy. What's his name? Mm Mm-hmm. Devin. Uh, Devin. It's like quite a lot like Dylan. They like they only yeah. have one lane for he's like, boyfriends he's got, for he's his like he's the bizarro evil Dylan because he he's is. got like dark curly hair instead of like blonde curly hair. Oh my god. I did he doesn't have that angelic bird face, oh but he does god. have like kind of like delicate features a little bit. I so. didn't even fucking think of that, but you're absolutely right. I didn't until right now. Do you think they did that on purpose? He is like he, evil Dylan. He's like yeah, he's like evil Dylan. And his name is Devin. Yeah. It's the they same name. Him, they could have named him Kevin. They could have named him so many other things. I think they did that on purpose. I think they that that yeah. you're right. I think that's what they yeah. were going for. So yeah. Devin goes into all like hot clubs and parties and spends a lot of money. We forgot one very important point, which is that this all starts off because Marco and Ellie are in like the dirty club eating calamari. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's great. I hated it. Now I love it. <laughs> I'm like realizing that I much prefer to talk about the ones that have really <laughs> weird shit that happens in them because at least there's something to talk about. Marco's social graces are so bad because <laughs> so here's what happens. So you're absolutely right. So they're at this the, this bar and they're not drinking. They're certain certainly drinking soda because you can see it in the cup and they're eating calamari mm-hmm. and they're lamenting their love lives. Mostly Ellie's lamenting her love life with uh, Freshman Jesse, who's on Facebook now. Oh, this was uh, when Facebook started. Yeah, and he, also, and said, also, Ellie is such like a dour sourpuss. Like, I don't. Oh, what did they do to her character? But they've just ruined her. Ellie sucks. She is the the wettest of the wet blankets yeah. that you could ever imagine. Everything is like she just, just smothering d- every bit of joy. <laughs> Completely. And even when she's like having fun, she's not having fun. So they're at this bar there. This is how Marco has no social graces. So Marco goes up to the bar to order more calamari because he's mad that, uh, uh, the service is bad and they're not coming. By the way, who gets two or calamari is a lot. Yeah. No, most of those like 
pretty much every place that I've ever been and gotten calamari, there's like more than enough and you're sick of it by the time you're done. And secondly, I can't imagine that in landlocked Toronto that like there's really great calamari at like a club that 19 year old college (laughs) students go to. No way. So he goes up to the bar to order this calamari and he's, and this guy comes up to him. This is a Devin. You're looking like a deal and like a dark brown head of the dealing. And this guy is obviously like ready to go. And he said, he's flirting with Marco and he's like, come on, Marco, you got to come. He's uh, is he, does he go to the school? He seems to like have some kind of a stake in the pride. Something about having a boyfriend in Spain who pays for it to fly him there. But I guess so. I don't know. He never doesn't say anything about class. So, so, so Marco is talking to this guy and the guy's like, I'm. Uh, he orders from the bartender. He says, like, I'm going to get another round of shots and whatever he wants. And, like, you have to be a sociopath to take that as an invitation to order a fucking app. Like, that is ordering. <laughs> he says, I'll, I'll have calamari. Like, yeah. you fu- when someone says whatever he's having, it's like, oh, I'll have a, a, a whiskey beer. or a beer. <laughs> you don't order food stuff. Are you kidding me? I couldn't believe it. I, if I was a Davian, I would have been like, he does actually like laugh at it mm-hmm. because it's so fucking weird. Marco is like grandpa of all grandpas. Mm-hmm. He really and is. whatever he's having. Oh, I'll have calamari. <laughs> I'll have what he's having. <laughs> You're so right. A plate of like, real gross frozen yeah. calamari. <laughs> You're so right, though. Like, by the time, if you even get to the end of that calamari, you do not want another one. Like, change it up. The only, like, I've been, there's one restaurant I can think of, and that is Mars in Astoria, where, like, their calamari plates on the small side. And it's, like, a very fancy situation. But that's not, like, fried calamari. That's, like, fucking delicious squid, right? No, that they, they, it is calamari. They do fried calamari because yeah. they also do a like an octopus, like an situation. octopus. Yeah, that's fucking so. Oh my god. Yeah, heavens. but there's just like it's a small plate. It's not like a, a generous portion. But even when you go to like a fancy seafood restaurant, for the most part, they give you this like giant basket. <laughs> yeah, of, like calamari it's like, that it's like swill. <laughs> like five people can't finish. <laughs> Like, here's some shit that, like, this is the things that we used to catch the fish, and we didn't use all of them, so now we've deep fried it and put it on a paper. (laughs) Swell. It is. It's like, like, you know how they, like, say shrimp are, like, gross because they're, like, scavengers of the sea? Like, calamari is even worse than Mm -hmm. that. Uh, I mean, so are, like, oysters and crab. Yeah, that is true. No, I know. I know. (laughs) I love it. I got a mari, a marco. I mean, honestly, considering the shit that we put in the oceans, I'm not sure why we eat anything that's coming from there. That's a fair point. And I, I don't think it, that I would eat any seafood from wherever they were, though. Like, that is yeah. not, it's not like a <laughs> seafood not the friendly place, place to order seafood. It's like when you go to the diner and someone's like, I'll have salmon. <laughs> like, no, you it's- won't. <laughs> Well, it's like that they did that on SNL where they did someone ordered the lobster from the diner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. That was really That was good. like the musical, right? Yeah, they did a yeah. Les Mis about that. Calamari. All roads lead back to calamari. <laughs> now the swell of the Also, ocean. like of course Ellie likes a calamari. The funniest bit 
Of course. I know. The first thing I thought was like, of course, not just Ellie, but Ellie and Marco are there eating calamari. Like no one else. Maybe Lauren Collins. But even that is like pushing it. Like it's really. I think Paige would be more highfalutin. Don't you? Yeah. She would think that that's not the right place to get calamari. She'd be right. Like, I'm surprised that this episode, because this happens right at the beginning of the episode. I'm yeah. surprised this wasn't just an episode, like a bottle episode where they got fucking stomach, a stomach virus and were shitting and like opening up to each other about their lives. Like, that's where I thought this that, was going. That, I would watch <laughs> that. Would that. Be like, that sounds like a great episode. <laughs> I had a moment watching this episode today where I was like, I just kept thinking and the same things I always think about this show. And I was like, mm-hmm. are we just, is this show, are we just repeating? Like, cause I feel like they are just repeating the same formula so much that then it makes mm-hmm. us repeat the same formula. And I was like, are we getting boring? I mean, I guess the broomheads that's up to you broomheads, but I was mm-hmm. like, how sustainable? Because I can't do 25 more of these this season of the same shit where it's like. I know. This season's been real boring, But too. it's like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then in the last three minutes, the earth shakes and the most mm-hmm. insane shit happens. Marco, like. And then it's all back yeah. to normal by the end. Like- Marco's like at an OTB, basically like <laughs> fucking spending his last money mm-hmm. on but didn't he also have a gambling thing at some point? Yes. Remember when he opens up? It's not Euchre. It's poker. But like I was going to say, when he starts playing Euchre, it's, uh, they start playing poker in the shop that Jimmy and right, Spinner yeah. owned for a brief time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he got in trouble. He stole money from his That's dad. right, $300. Yeah, this is like not the first time that... Marco's money problems have been a thing, but also it just like goes off the rails very quickly. But it's also like hard to really, because like, yeah, you are a broke college kid. Like no college yeah. kids that I knew were like going out and spending hundreds of, we were like putting $20 behind the bar. Like that's what you did. Not unless obviously as the show was saying, you are a prostitute yeah. for high end politicians yeah. who want discretion. Oh, but I was talking about that politician. We'll get to it, I guess. Yeah. I remember like very much like when I was in college, like I would go out with, you know, 10 friends and Mm -hmm. everyone would put $20 behind the bar and you would drink. That's how you drink for the night because, you know, the bartenders. Mm. So it's like, here's our money. And then like, just take from that. I don't know. They probably lost money. I will say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't drink in college until like the last year out anywhere and so i wasn't really doing a lot of underage because you weren't 21 you didn't have a fake id no what were you doing not really drinking that much or drinking at people's homes oh you went to parties yeah not like parties but yeah i mean i guess like i don't i didn't really drink or try to drink illegally anywhere i think we went to like a couple places and would get served but very rarely and then i um lived in england and Prague um, when I was 19 for six months. So I got uh, to experience drinking there. And then I turned 20 and I moved back the next day. And I was like, now I have a whole year <laughs> before. I, and that was when I think I would like when I was 20 was when I would more like try to order and see if I would be able to get something. Yeah, we had like six, six or eight bars within walking distance. And mm-hmm. They didn't check. I mean, they were just it's just that that was just what they were. They were college bars, so they didn't really check IDs. And we all had fake IDs, and they just pretended like mm-hmm. 
we all had like the same shitty New Hampshire ID from the same <laughs> shitty fake ID place. And they would just be like, okay, like, yeah, we were the, drinking. The key, the key with fake IDs as someone who worked at a, a club later on, um, is to pick the furthest away state so that people are not that used to seeing it. Right. Don't pick we a close state. <laughs> us was like, for us, it was like, just have it. Cause we don't, yeah. it was at the fucking Bronx. Like they didn't care. No. <clears throat> it was like, as long as you have it, if we mm-hmm. get in trouble, but no, but it was also like no other people were coming to drink at the bars that were a yeah. block away from my campus. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was ours, our, uh, drinking culture was very much a, a bar drinking culture. Mm. Not so much a, like a, there was no Greek life at my school. The, uh, there, my school, I was also, I was in DC, so I was also in a city. Um, yeah. We, there was some like frats and sororities, but they were all off campus and it really wasn't a part of it. And like, similarly to, I mean, we had a campus, but it was also like in the middle of a city. So, and a lot of people like didn't live on campus. It wasn't that Mm -hmm. kind of, it's not like when you go to a small college town kind of school situation. Um, but that said, there wasn't really that many places to drink anyway. So, I think that we would more so, especially like the last two years, we like everyone pretty much lived in apartments. And so we would just go to people's apartments and drink. Yeah. yeah. And every so often we would go places that would serve us. Used to go to a place called Cactus Cantina. There you go. It was a pretty good Mexican restaurant. Um, I remember famously it was the first place that George W. Bush went to after 9-11, like with no security detail, no prior announcement. Like it was ways after like Mm 9-11. But they used to do uh, frozen margaritas. It was last week. They they would do the swirls of margaritas, like the strawberry and the plain frozen margaritas in a pitcher. And sometimes you could get away with like enough people having an idea they didn't check that much for a yeah, while so we would go get, we were like 20 yeah they would check us but they would always be like go ahead mm-hmm. i had the same fake id the whole yeah. time yeah like it never changed but then i turned 21 in my senior year so same yeah i turned 21 december of my senior year so only had a little bit of time to drink so marco was gonna do anything to find money to apparently impress people like i i was very confused about the whole set of this like i think that he misses dylan and he's a poor college student but then he like eric comes back from the core and he tries to go on another date with him eric who also doesn't know dylan's last name and so he says it like my kale chuck yeah what was it that somebody called him from the note or asked for Dylan McHale or, or something. something. Yeah. Marco's um, like, it's Michael Chuck. Mm-hmm. I'm Michael Chuck all over. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he just f- found him so lame and boring, which is what was the problem in the first place. Eric. Cause he like jazz. Eric dabbles in Sudoku, which is like, yeah. what did Marco say? It was like all the fun of like crosswords, but with numbers or something like that. Like making all the, of- he was like, said something about crosswords being boring. And I was like, dog crosswords are dope. Yeah. Marco just doesn't know it yet. Marco, I love Marco crosswords. wants to go to expensive, fancy clubs all the time and to the cabaret he- at the college like bar. <laughs> Come to the cabaret, old chum. <laughs> I love cabaret. Oh man. The even the 
something. The orchestra is beautiful. Cabaret. <laughs> Alan Cumming. Well, it's Joel Gray in the movie, but Alan, when I was a kid, it was the cabaret <laughs> revival. Yeah. It was like a big deal. Thing. And that commercial would run on TV where it would be Alan Cumming doing, the girls are beautiful. Even the orchestra is beautiful. <laughs> I remember. My sister and my brother-in-law time. saw it when they did the the reboot of that with Alan Cumming in it. I did too. And they really liked it. With Michelle Williams yeah. as uh, as the Liza Minnelli mm-hmm. role, Sally Bowles. Sally Bowles! <laughs> I fucking love Cabaret. Mm-hmm. You probably don't like it because you don't like musicals. It's okay. I saw my sister was in it at her college and I went to see it. Did she play Sally Bowles? She did not. She played a Kit Kat Club oh. girl. Have you ever seen the, the movie with Liza Minnelli and Joel Grey? No, I have not. I mean, we're, we are building a great movie library mm-hmm. for our Patreon when we start watching movies of, that I mansplained. Yeah, <laughs> things Rachel has never seen. <laughs> Yeah. Also hilarious that I would be mansplaining cabaret to you. Please do. Please cabaret. do. Cabaret is one of my top ten favorite movies. I fucking love it. So good. Uh, Michael York. Anyway, if you've never seen Cabaret Brumids, jump on it. The play was very Liza enjoyable. Minnelli. Oh, Liza Minnelli is the best thing in the world in that movie. Mm-hmm. You could tell this Degrassi episode is pretty boring because we've talked about it. <laughs> Everything Calamari, <laughs> cabaret, betting on the ponies. Yeah, there's just like an extreme jump. It's when he is suddenly at the like the betting place, just like watching watching the ponies. Yeah, he's trying to get money to like go to a club. Mm-hmm. I was just like, all right. I mean, I don't. Okay, the point that you were making that I probably threw us off course was it was very unclear whether or not this was. Because he was interested in a Devin or if he was just trying to be like, but I don't know that he was trying to be like to impress anybody because he was being pretty honest about not having any money. Yeah. It just seemed like he, I don't know if he, it was, yeah, it was very confusing because I wasn't sure if he was like looking for a new boyfriend um, and he doesn't get out very much. And so he's kind of looking for that. But then also that the, the kind of fun that he enjoys is an expensive kind of fun. And he wants like Does a different lifestyle. I don't know. I was very confused about this stuff. I don't, I didn't feel because like any of it made any sense. I felt like Marco seems like, uh, he lost all of his depth. I felt like he was cosplaying as someone who like, likes a crazy lifestyle yeah. because it did seem like, even though like he's a homebody. Yeah. When he's he went to the, heroine, when he went Katrina. to the, cabaret he had a great time and so i think he's he just did like, have a good time oh this is what life could be like if i was like out more and doing more things and like maybe i could find a new boyfriend and all these things but i don't think that devin is supposed to be that boyfriend um but i was just i was just very confused about all of it he was also throughout the episode borrowing money from Ellie to buy a shirt mm-hmm. to like try. He was try- and I was like, where does Ellie have? Wh- how does Ellie have money? Yeah. Like if Marco. Is she getting paid by Ellie the core has- for writing her articles? Maybe. Maybe she's being paid by the fifth largest paper in. I mean, Toronto, if it's Canada. that big, I would assume that they paid at least something. It really seemed to me like Eric, who mm-hmm. he thought was boring. It's one of those things where it's like. You're 
seeing yourself in him a little bit because they seem very similar yeah. to me. He's not a party animal. He never was a party mm-hmm. animal. He's always worried about everybody drinking. He's Remember the like, when Ellie was drinking down in their house yeah. when there's a party? Yeah, he's not. I don't know. I find Marco to be like upon rewatch slash watching for the first time one of the more like disappointing characters because there's a lot of things about marco i like but they and and again it's not like fucking uh i almost called him milo ventimiglia adam ruggiero's <laughs> fault or anything like that he plays the character well it's again i th- these characters are written in a very they like have five characters that they write to the to the cows come home mm-hmm. and then a whole bunch of other characters that they just like, eh, I guess they, uh, he's likes to gamble now. Yeah. So he ends up what, what he realizes is that a devil, you put the suck on the door. You are a prostitute. You like it to go out Do you put and a have a suck sex on the door handle, the car, the, the car. Yeah. The, the door handle on the car. Mm-hmm. Cause are you going to get to the, you're going to go and have a sex. So with a politician, <laughs> this politician, <laughs> which I've been waiting to talk about. (laughs) He is just not very good Mm -hmm. because he's like, he pulls up in the car and a Devin is like, uh, Marco's here. He's cool. Don't worry about it. And the politician's like, okay. He's like, local politics will remain unscandalized. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Let me trust this fucking it's like fucking sugar boy, sugar daddy. What's the boy version of what? If you a have a sugar boy? daddy, mm-hmm. if you have a sugar daddy, be you a, a a man or a woman? A pixie prince? Is that what it is? Or you I don't know. know. I'm thinking of like Candyland. What is the prince character in Candyland? Pixie <laughs> prince is a pretty good answer. <laughs> thinking of pixie sticks. Yeah, that's a pixie prince. Is pretty great. <laughs> I actually think that that could be a thing. Yeah, we're gonna call I'm him a the Pixie, Pixie Prince. Prince. I would love Pixie Prince T-shirt. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, and we do it. The Pixie Prince. Um, yeah, it's it, the whole thing. Situation in the car is very strange. Like he just like Marco, get into this car. It's fine. And then they like drive for a while and seems to be fine. And then they pull over. And then Marco's like, what the fuck are we doing here? And then the politician gets into the backseat and is like, don't worry, it's fine. You want 300 bucks, right? First of all, the politician. Sorry, loonies, 300 loonies. 300 loonies, right. The politician's driving himself. Yeah, which doesn't seem right either. (coughs) And like, it doesn't seem like this has anything to do with like Marco being interested in this Devin guy. It's just about this desire. to go to clubs. Which you never cared about. You've never... I just wish they explored more of the psychology behind why this is happening, because I do believe that it goes from Dylan and uh, the breakup and how he's handling to like these extremes. Mm -hmm. But they just don't like ever say that or like they give us no frame of reference for it. They just like throw him into the backseat of a politician's car. waiting. this guy waiting for a hand job. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't do it. Mm mm. And then Ellie is like making fun of him and saying like, she said, did the sugar daddy dump your scrub ass? Which is so, doesn't sound like words that she would ever say. It sounded so bad coming out of her. It was like so false. Scrub ass, which like she's is mean, but like she's not saying it meanly. 
Mm-mm. Also, it should be they do get in a fight earlier because mm-hmm. she's mad that he's going out and not studying because we always need a wet blanket on this show and it always oh has to be Oh my god. Ellie. She's studying with Griffin and it's just very boring. Yeah. And they're like, like, "Oh, didn't you already say that Eric was lame and he's still lame?" So. Yeah. And then he was asking if either of them had money again. Mhm. And you'd think like this would be like a drug storyline, but it's not. It's just I want to go to a club. I want to buy a calamari. (laughs) I want a fucking credit card, dude. Like, (laughs) sorry, get a credit card. Marco just wants to seem fancy eating calamari at the club. (laughs) Find me at the club, bottle full of bub, eating calamari. I got everything you love. I have to grassy. What a club is for calamari. I've got Degrassi on on a, another computer here on YouTube, and I watched it on YouTube just before this, but it did not have any commercials in it. And this one has had every 30 seconds a commercial for Delilah on OWN Network. First of all, <laughs> it's amazing the same that commercial. is on OWN. I had no idea. What does she do? Like she does. It's not. Like a- it's not that Delilah. It's a TV show called Delilah. Oh. It's not. It's not our radio hostess. Our dear Delilah. I love that Delilah. Oh, she's great. <clears throat> I'm a Delilah. That's me changing the words <laughs> the, from the Reba McIntyre show. Reba, <laughs> the theme song, which is I'm a survivor. I changed it to I'm a Delilah. Sometimes I used to just hang out in trade fair, like and extend my <laughs> shopping trip to listen to Delilah. <laughs> Also, sometimes when I would go to trade fair after. Trade fair is a grocery store, bro, just so you know. (laughs) Sometimes I would go to trade fair after we were out drinking somewhere, and I would literally dance around the aisles with my headphones (laughs) at like four in the morning. You're a bizarre weirdo. I love it. I had a great time at trade fair. You would go to trade fair to dance. I would go to buy something. Like I was like, oh, it's like 4 a.m. and I'm drunk. I'm going to buy a frozen pizza or I'm going to buy some ice cream or something. And And I would literally dance around the aisles with my headphones in. And this is Uh, pretty recent. This was in my 30s. Yeah. Oh, my God. The joy. (laughs) I would love to see that. Yeah. This was like when I still lived on Broadway. Oh, my God. Broadway. You going to trade fair just to listen to Delilah when you could just listen to it in your house. You have a radio. I know. I know. It's not that hard. But it was like I would just stay a little bit longer. I do miss I miss uh trade fair playing Delilah and I miss key food radio at the key food. Key food radio is just it is there's no rhyme. Key food is another grocery store for and it has its own radio station. There's no rhyme or reason. I heard great whites once bitten twice shy on that one day. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I see what you're doing. Key food. Trying to keep me here a little longer. My mom was bitten twice shy, babe. I took video of myself singing it in the key. So I guess that's similar to you dancing around in the aisles. Here we are. Not that different at all. No, I love it. I remember like one time, like, uh, and I was older and I was drunk and I was at a friend's, uh, oh, I was at, 
Sex in the City at Kevin McCaffrey's apartment mm-hmm. for something. I don't even remember what it was. And I was like, I, was, we, I got like pretty fucking hammered. And mm-hmm. I also remember like putting headphones in and I don't remember what I listened to. Probably something fucking dumb, mm-hmm. punk rock wise. And I remember just like needing to just like run. Yeah. <laughs> I put headphones in and I just fucking, and it's like 3.34 in the morning and I'm just running down the street at full speed, like, like banging my head. Like sometimes you just got to do it. Sometimes you just got to do it. I used that to like physical release of whatever it is. And no yeah, one's and when watching you're in a you, city. There might be people around. You don't know. I mean, there's a lot of times where I used to listen to my headphones um, walking around with Daisy late at night and no one was around and I'd just be like singing out loud. Dude, <laughs> I'm I like, no one's here. It's fine. Do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. <laughs> be sorry. That, that felt like a great place to do that. But were we done with the A story? I don't know. I guess. Oh, I guess the last thing is the wrap up is just that Marco decides not to give the politician a hand job, as you said. And then he and Ellie have this conversation. And, um, you know, they come to the sentiment that money can't buy those feelings of happiness that Marco is lacking <laughs> right now ever since his breakup from De- Adelin. So I guess that that was kind of what actually happened was that he hasn't been happy since Adelin moved Adelin. to a. Ad- Move to a Switzerland. A Switzerland. I put the suck on a Switzerland. Uh, so Marco is telling Ellie about how he was in the car mm-hmm. with the politician. And she's like, you didn't do it, right? And he's like, no, I didn't do it. He's like, but I, I thought about it. And like, what does that say about me? And I literally went, I have no fucking idea what it's. I don't know. <laughs> like that. Nothing. It says nothing because you have not exhibited any of these like things at all. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Does it mean you're a what? It means you're a, I don't have no fucking clue what it says about you. And she's like that. You're uh, what did she say? I didn't write it down. Confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Confused. She's confused. like, but at least you're not a prostitute. And I was like, fuck you, sex worker. <laughs> but first also, of all. yeah, I know. it's not prostitute, you <laughs> fucking behind the times asshole. Mm-hmm. Ellie sucks. I'm like f- full bore. Ellie sucks. Yeah, and but I don't I think like to say that about anybody. I think it's the. I'm, well, I mean, it's it's not. I think it obviously is the writing. The writing for her has just gotten really awful. Like they just. I totally don't. blame them. I Whatever bl- happened to like Ferrets Bueller? Like she used to be fun. She Maybe she has- never was fun. She's always been a little dour, but it's fine if she's dour. But she's so like fucking bland and she's uninteresting. Like, and she's also very self righteous. Yeah, the whole bit about like where you maybe you could if you thought about studying. Fuck you. If you weren't, and she goes, she literally says like, if you're not weren't out partying all the time, it was like he went out one night. <laughs> yeah, one night. One and night. And he's also been the one who's always been studying and then is on everyone else's case for studying or not studying. Um, and also just last week we almost both chose Ellie as our MVP for saying that one line to Paige. That about. was pretty great. That was, <laughs> that was pretty, pretty good. That yeah. was a time when the writing was right for her. Yeah, when she's saying one line. scrub ass, it's so wrong. I would never say that, except for I've said it twice in this podcast. Well, she was saying it like playfully, like being like, <laughs> like but like not playfully messing. enough. You it was know, like she was <laughs> messing with him, but he would like never. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't do that. She's not like a ball breaker. Like Paige mm-hmm. would say that 
a hundred percent. Manny would say that a hundred percent, but Ellie, mm-hmm. Ellie's like, I don't know. There's something about ass that just sounds weird on its own. If it's not asshole. I agree with you. I don't I to- You're scrub <laughs> ass. That's my, Ellie, that's my Ellie impression. <laughs> Sorry, that wouldn't be, she wouldn't say it with that accent. What would ass. she say? Is that how I said it? <laughs> no, no, no. That, I'm just thinking of how like I would say it. <laughs> scrub <laughs> ass. <laughs> I don't think you would say it like ass. No, What's I that? Don't have, I don't have that strong of an accent. Are you trying I to do know. a Canadian? Who's... What are you doing right now? <laughs> no, that's not a Canadian accent. That's, if anything, a New York one. <laughs> What would Canadians say? Scroob ooze. <laughs> Scroob ooze. For some reason, when I see ooze like written out, it's like it's got like the the German like B S's <laughs> and an umlaut over the U. <laughs> Scrooboos. Scrooboos. <laughs> Sorry to all the Canadian brumets. We're not making fun of you. We love you. Oh, Scrooboos. <laughs> <clears throat> Tyrell out there, he's mad at us now because we're making <laughs> jokes about the Canadian accent. I just hit the microphone, so I apologize. It's okay, you Scrooboos. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my. I once bitten twice shy, babe. Oh, I'm here for Jenny, though. hundred percent. I am so I'm even, here I'm even it. into Manny's bangs now that she doesn't have the blonde hair. Like, I think her hair looks great. I love Manny's bangs. I love Jenny. I'm even, like, not mad about this whole fake engagement ploy storyline <laughs> thing like i'm not even like what are they doing like why I, i'm there's no part yeah. of me that's like this is stupid like why would they do this like i love it mm-hmm. i'm so it's so sitcom-y it's such a sitcom plot mm-hmm. it's such a threes company misunderstanding kind of like setup plot that i love it this was like this should have been the a story to be quite honest yeah this was great it's, it's kind of dumb but it's kind of great is there much else to say about it like um, yeah, we should talk about it. We should talk about it because there is like some stuff. Because so Manny, I guess, yeah, go well, ahead. Jay like runs into Manny outside the school, but he's not allowed to be in the school still. Um, and he had found Manny's lip gloss and was like there to return it. And you can tell that he likes her. Oh, totally. And he's like saying to her that they're talking about the money they brought up the debut which i had already forgotten about it feels like it's been months Mm -hmm. since the debut but it hasn't been that long i guess um and so manny had owed him money for coming and he's like you know what we're good yeah i don't want it he's not into Mm -hmm. it because he's Mm -hmm. totally into manny but then but they were it almost felt like they were also there because like her dad was coming to get her and yeah she wanted him to see her, him or something. I don't know. It was, yeah, it was a little bit confusing. And then he saw the the car came up and he made a comment about the fender bender. She said, uh, she said, or rather he said, how's your dad doing? And Manny goes, oh, lukewarm about having an adult daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucking great. 
Great <laughs> stuff. When I said there's like five people that the writers take care of, Manny is firmly in that camp of mm-hmm. Manny, mm-hmm. Spinner, Jimmy, kind of Jay, weirdly. Like mm-hmm. Jay's. And Emma, maybe? I'd say Emma. But even yeah. Emma, like they did give Emma like the anorexia thing for like four seconds mm-hmm. and then took it away. And then very similar. So remember a couple of weeks ago when they did the bit where like they made us think that maybe Emma was going to be anorexic again and then immediately she's not. They mm-hmm. kind of did this with Marco gambling because they like make yeah. him go to like the OTB and then it's like not a thing. He just yeah. he just gets a job being a busboy at the dot. Yeah. The, cl- <laughs> the that's, dot club that's Jones. the club. No, that's the club <laughs> Marie Jones. There's the oh, dot okay. Marie Jones. There's the bull mm-hmm. Marie Jones. And now there's the club Marie Jones. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Manny, yeah, Jay, Jay tells Manny's dad to like, you know, you got to make sure you keep in, keep in ahead of everything. So come bring your car mm-hmm. into the mechanic shop and I'll, uh, I'll look at it for free. Mm-hmm. It's planting seeds. Yeah. And Manny is, uh, doing all of her applying to all the drama schools. Things are pretty good at home. Yeah. 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 It's, it's going well. But she also kind of likes Jay, and she's like, he could be useful to keep around. But I'm also kind of interested in him. But there's I'm not a really say that yet. fun uh, Emma Manny scene where Emma's like giving Manny shit about Jay, but it's super playful, and they like hit each other. It's very like cute. They have mm-hmm. great chemistry. Those two, uh, oh, Miriam yeah. Catherine and Cassandra Steele, they have great chemistry. So it's like a really fun scene where they're just kind of like messing with each other. But Manny's unlike. Like, Unlike Ashley and Ellie, who seem like they would never be friends. No. In real life. I literally believe that Manny and Emma are like best friends. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who knows? At the time, they very well may have been. Very well might be. Yeah. And then they go on a date. It's very unclear because Jay is very open that he likes Manny. And Manny's like pretty open that she likes Jay. But they're yeah. still treating it. As if it's a ruse, kind of. They seem to not be ready to admit either of them fully that, like, they like the other person. He definitely is closer to admitting it than she is. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they go out for, like, a two ninety nine meal. Which I love. Because it's very juxtaposed <laughs> to the Marco thing. Where, like, uh-huh. Marco's paying $50 to get into uh, mm-hmm. tirade. T-Y-R-A-D-E. Tirade. <laughs> tirade um so jay walks manny home after this like kind of date he's she's come to like check on the car and i guess they go out to eat for 2.99 and he's walked her home and he makes a comment about a a kiss and she makes a comment about the van well he says you know where we're you know most of my dates end with a kiss and she goes actually most of your dates end in the back of a van and he loves it he's like you're right they really go i did give your best friend gonorrhea like it's so funny because as they're that lovely scene with her her and emma that i liked so much the back of my mind I, I yeah. can't shake that, like, the gonorrhea yeah, that's and the blowjob yeah. shit and the, and the uh, bracelets. But they're very mm-hmm. cute, these two, and they're flirting. And they are good because they are both give it with both. Yeah. Ha- they, they're, what's the phrase? Mm-hmm. Give with both hands, I guess. I don't know. 
hand jobs to the local politician. They both give good hand jobs to the local politician who's not discreet at all. He drives <laughs> give, his own give, car. Give, give, give with both hands. Yeah, yeah they give with, they, it's four hands. That he has a huge dick. Four, four hands, one dick. like they're just wrapping it around joey jeremiah who's just a dick as we know <laughs> we've spoken about this before oh man joey jeremiah. pat mastroianni god bless him god bless him and his whole body dick um so so jay gives manny a kiss on the cheek and then they just like start full on making out and mr santos opens the door to see this and he's like oh hell no like we're not i'm not comfortable with this which begs the question for me was he hearing it or was he like just going like it was so like he opens the door at that moment and he was said he was so worried about manuela and i was like she just went after school to get a 299 meal yeah and then she was like, fine. and I, I thought I could trust She didn't you. go to tirade all night and she wasn't giving hand jobs to local politicians. You got nothing to worry about. And then she was like, I thought I could trust you, Jason. I guess I can't. And mm-hmm. which like, oh God, I hate that. I hate that shit. It's first of all, they're, mm-hmm. do, they're, they're kissing in yeah. front of the door. Like they're not fucking they're like not it's nothing like at all they're 18 17 18 years old like do you think that that's not gonna happen dad that toxic dad skillinity man holy Uh, shit toxic dad skillinity that is such a thing so manny says to her dad that they've decided to get engaged and jay kind of looks at her and then he's like okay (laughs) um and so he comes in and they talk about it and she goes through all this stuff about how uh she know she has respect for relationships and falling in love with someone. And I know that an engagement can give that. And I really like Jay and he really likes me. And so why don't we do this? Um, and they're like, okay, sure. I guess so. You know, as long as you know, you, nothing happens until after university. And she's like, Oh no, 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 I don't need a shotgun wedding. It's going to be a long engagement. She says. So then, (laughs) Jay gets her a cubic zirconia ring um, and they have a conversation and Manny's like, you're okay with this. And he's like, hot girl, fake commitment, free food. This is a win, win, win for me. I mean, and they, so uh, they have great chemistry. They obviously, they have great chemistry and they've like remained friends. The two of them like Mm -hmm. since it's like, I can't, I, I distinctly remember saying in your old apartment sitting in that old apartment saying how are we going to get to a point where we like this guy he's so horrible i straight up like love him now i definitely have like a crush on jay love him (laughs) i have a crush on him too i i want that to me right now they have gotten they have worked that character so well where we talk about Mm -hmm. how they don't we spend a lot of time talking about when they don't do a good job. They've done such a great job and he's great because he's very charismatic and a good actor mm-hmm. that I will die. For, I want them to be, I want them to be a thing and get married so bad. <laughs> I don't want them to get mm-hmm. married, but you know what I mean? Like I don't want them yeah. to get married because they're far too young, but I love them. They're great. Yeah. He is the first person who they've paired her with the character Mm -hmm. that can keep Mm -hmm. up with her. Yeah. And kind of vice versa. I guess Alex could kind of keep up with Jay, but in a different way, they keep, they're both keep each other on their toes. I see why it's Mm -hmm. hot, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I get it. 
And it's very funny, too. Very- like, they're very funny, both of them. And the writers are clearly enjoying it, too, because they actually give them good things to say. <laughs> it is sometime. It is really baffling to me that she did. I, 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 I think I've said this before, like how she didn't blow up and become like, do you want to know what my theory is? I think because she looks like she does. Mm-hmm. The the idea probably for her from her people was that, no, she needs to be like sexy and in sexy stuff and doing like, but mm-hmm. she is so, so like they probably didn't pitch her as much for like comedy stuff mm-hmm. because she's mm-hmm. so funny. And she, I think she would have killed it in like rom-coms and shit. Mm-hmm. She would have been great. But they put her on that like L.A. complex, which was like that Melrose Placey kind of show, which was good. I'm not, oh, I'm not yeah. hating on that. That show was good. But yeah. like they were pl- rather than like she like uh, leaning into the comedy stuff, which she just would have been just so good. So good. So I guess like at the end of the episode, he's having breakfast at their house. I'm very confused. They're having like pancakes, but like he didn't sleep over. No. So like, why is why is he there for is it breakfast for dinner? They don't explain, but there's definitely maple syrup on the table. There was no calamari and to be seen. No calamari to be seen. And uh, a priest comes over. Oh God, that was hilarious. Yeah. To like talk to and them about like long term relationships and stuff. Yeah, yeah. What's it called in the Catholic Church? What's the thing you have to go to? Pre-Cana? Yeah, when you're getting married. Yeah. Um, and he says something about maybe switching to Catholicism. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Converting. Right. Good stuff. This was great. Yeah. This was A+. Plus. A plus B story. A plus. Mm-hmm. I want to watch them. I w- like, imagine they just did a spinoff of those two. I would love it. I would watch it. I know. I want to like go back and watch the uh, the debut again because I want to just like cram together some more Jay Manny time instead of like spreading it out every couple months. <laughs> we get to watch one little bit of it. They end up together like as the show ends, right? They're a couple. Do we know this? I don't know. I know they're together for a while. The, the broomheads are like. We'll find out. Dickhead. So yes, yeah. they do, or no, they don't. We'll find out. I want to pitch a show that's like, let's reboot it where they've been together this whole time and now they're married with kids and like, let's do that fucking show because they're great. We should write mm-hmm. that. <laughs> who who would who would take that up? Shyler Stone? Do we, is that who we talked to? Dude, Netflix? Who knows? Rachel. Yeah. Yes. When we first thought about doing this podcast, we were like, what are we going to do to like set this podcast Years apart ago. from other podcasts? And I said, you said, I said, I don't remember who said it. We got to have a mm-hmm. scale. We got a patent. We got to get in there. The first thing we got to do is we got to put up. A- the first thing of all yeah. the things, like don't, don't do any research. No, 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 don't no. figure out how to make a podcast. We got to make a scale. Patent a scale. Get in there, put a mm-hmm. TM, a trademark, a patent on a scale, mm-hmm. a scale of one mm-hmm. to ten. We call No one else was doing no. this. No one no, else. There was thumbs up, thumbs down. They do oh, like. Oh, yeah. Like that Siskel and yeah, Ebert stuff. Siskel no, no, and no. Ebert. They do five stars, four stars, movies, TV. They'd star everything, but they would never, ever. One to ten. Do a one to ten kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we thought, let's mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. So we devised. That's the best kind of scale you can get because you have a lot of range there. Yeah. Five stars, you only have five right. options. Right. 
one to ten, you get a whole other five. And a one to ten, the five is 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 middle of the as middle of the road as you can get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we devised this scale called the Go There Scale, the Degrassi Every Episode, Every Marathon Podcast Go There Scale, which is a scale from one to ten where we decide and vote on what how much the episode in question goes there. Uh, one being the least, ten of course being the highest. You know the deal. So, uh, Rachel, mm-hmm. how much do you think episode seven eleven, the famous beeper emergency text code, uh, owner of a lonely heart, dealer of a smelly fart, how much do you think it goes there? Um, I gave it a six. Wow. What? And that's kind of high. But you know why it's a six? Because Marco goes there very quickly. He is like betting on horses and then he is maybe going to give a hand job to a politician. It came out of the blue. Yeah. But I think for that, it, I mean, that alone, the, the beast story is sweet, but it's kind of funny because it jumps to engagement and it jumps to the priest and, um, it's like serious, but not serious. And that's kind of how the A story is too. It's like serious, but not serious, but it's, I mean, it's the definition of going there. It's just, they don't really dwell on it at all. It's weirdly the A story. You said serious, but not serious. I think the A mm-hmm. story is like not serious, but serious in yeah, a way. Yeah. Like, because it's mm-hmm. fucking dumb, but like they try to mm-hmm. put a heavy seriousness on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Mr. Marco serious man. It's it's a it's an episode about going to the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and eating calamari <laughs> and not having money for the club. For calamari, uh, you are right. It's up buying calamari at the club. They probably charge a premium for it there. Nobody eats when you're in college. Like you eat at home or no, in the fucking with I your meal. I plan. didn't go out to eat until I was in my late twenties because I could not afford yeah, it. You go out to drink, eat at home, get a base. In England, what we would do when I was in my early and mid 20s is that we would go to the pub after work and we would split all of our money to buy some packets of chips for the table. And then we'd open the packets the whole way up and lay them flat. And then everyone could dine on a few different flavors of chips. And that was my dinner until I was 26. (laughs) And by chips, you're saying potato chips or are you saying are you doing like are you doing the British thing for French fries? I was saying like potato chips oh, okay. instead of saying crisps. Oh no, I'm happy. Think, no, 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 no. I'm yeah, glad. I think crisps. Crisps. It's too many s's. It's not a fun yeah. word to say. It's it's chips. Uh, I oh. am going to give this a very low grade because I don't. I found nothing of this believable. Oh, you disagree? I just mm-hmm. found none of it believable. It was like, do you think those horses were fake? The, the horses were probably real, but they were also like taken from on a TV yeah, an actual like <laughs> OTV set. Uh, I'm going to give this a two, Rach. I just found it unbelievable. Ooh. I found it silly. I found it like, I, I just, I'm so lost with this Marco character. I'm so like over this Ellie. I want Ellie to just like, God damn it. Have a little fun. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. her have fun, please. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved let her, the let B her story, cake. but it's, it doesn't go there. It's just like a goofy, funny no. B story. So. I'm hitting it with a two. I'm not even going one up or below wow. you. I'm just hitting it with a two. Yeah. This is like a stealing the car situation yeah, yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah. Like we are really not in agreement on things. Yeah, It was a fine. I enjoyed. It was fun to talk about when we talked yeah. about it. It was an okay episode to watch, but not even that great. <laughs> Only the B story was entertaining. All right. So Patrick, in these episodes, we like to... So we take that spotlight and we swing it around and we focus it in on one person and we say, you know what? 
this person really shone on this episode <laughs> and we're going to put some extra light on them to make them shine even more because why not just all the light it's great let's just let's just get Podcast rid of all is the so much more fun when this. you're drunk i gotta tell you you gotta get drunk every time <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, and the thing was, I wasn't even in a good mood. You're to start. great. You're like, like, you, you know, had a couple of yeah. beers. You had a couple of wines. <laughs> you're ready to go. <laughs> Feeling great. Um, so, you know, we got to get rid of all that riffraff. We got to get rid of all that swill. We got to like focus in on like who really matters here. And I know it's not going to be Ellie or the local politician or a div. So who, who was your most valuable Degrassian in this episode? Well, I'm, I mean, I don't think we're going to be far off from one another here. I know. I think we're going to probably pick uh, slightly different, but in the well, same Well, here's vein. what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to flip a coin because I'm not going to pick oh. two. I'm not going to pick them both. Okay. Though uh-huh. it could easily be both. I'm not going to pick them both. Yeah. I'm going mm-hmm. to, in my brain, I'm going to say heads mm-hmm. is blank. Tails is blank, and then I'm going to pick whatever it comes. Mm-hmm. I know who heads is, and I know who tails mm-hmm. is. I'm going to flip this coin. Unprecedented. The first time this ever happens happened in deep, deep yeah. history. Here we go. Uh, heads is all right, and I'm going to check it. And my I haven't even looked yet. My MVD, my most valuable Degrassi, it is Jay. Oh, tails was Jay. I got mm-hmm. tails. I feel good about that actually I, because for me yeah. heads I pick heads I, all the time. I thought you were going to I thought you were going to pick Manny because as I was as we were talking about it again I was like oh actually Manny is pretty great in this episode but I wasn't thinking I mean I I think Manny is always pretty great so I was like I didn't it didn't stand out to me as like anything I pick heads all the time more and heads is usual. Manny I pick mm-hmm. heads all the time. Mm-hmm. So I feel pretty good about Jay. Uh, listen, it was a delightful B story. Uh, these two characters mm-hmm. have chemistry. It's hard to like between the two of them, hoodie. It's very difficult to pick, you know, mm-hmm. Rachel sometimes mm-hmm. likes to pick whole swaths of people as the MVD. Me, I yeah. like to pick mm-hmm. one person. Entire classes. So I mm-hmm. went with Jay Hogart. I got mm-hmm. it. it. That's Yeah, you did. I couldn't remember his last name a few minutes ago. I, so I think Manny's probably the right pick. She's funnier and kind of does more here. But <laughs> I flipped the coin. Coins got I got I gotta go by the coin. Yeah. And the coin gave me tails. I thought you were gonna pick I thought you were gonna pick Manny. I did pick Jay. You picked Jay? Um I did. I did pick Jay. Because like I was saying, I think in the past few episodes, I'm just like completely in love with Jay. And so I'm like, I, I was a Craig girl, you know, for years and I years. Know. I dated so many shitty Craigs who went and did coke for like an episode right. and then, then like, went suddenly and... went off to rehab <laughs> and then stole my song and like took credit for it. So <laughs> I know, but also got the shit kicked out of them by their dad. So I kind of feel like bad, but also like I shouldn't feel that bad because that doesn't mean you get to treat me like shit. Cocaine um, nosebleed. And Jay is like, I know, Jay is still like was a terrible person. <laughs> a lot of this or a terrible character, I should say, because he's not an actual person. Mike Lobel. Mike Lobel. Do you, we, we named a whole thing sleazy about how sleazy him. he was. And yeah. it's going to, it's I named I that. Recently, it's still named that. 
I think like the last time that Jay in the debut episode was when I was like, I think I like Jay. And then I looked up and I was like, oh, Mike Lobel's the only actor of all of the next generation actors who's older than me. The rest of them oh. are younger than me. So I was like, perfectly acceptable. Yeah, yeah totally. totally, totally. <laughs> You're old enough. This is fine. Um, yeah. So I, I just am like liking Jay more and more. I, I call me crazy. I don't think you're crazy, but I'm, I am on board. Yeah. I mean, I see where this went and now I understand. But like, do you think there is a world where in a year from now, we're saying these same things about hot Peter? I can't say for sure. No, no, no. I can't say for sure. <laughs> I don't think that hot Peter ever gets good. Though. Hot Peter. The difference between hot Peter and Jay I don't think I don't think you ever see people waxing poetic about how much they love Hot Peter as their favorite character on Degrassi. So I don't really. See and that I happening. think it's the innate charisma of Mike Lobel because yeah. the because even when he was shitty, like in the early seasons as a character, he's there's still something that you kind of like. And I think that what one of the big changes for me was some of those minis. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's the best part. And I was just like, Oh, actually I think I like Shyler stone obviously saw something in him to be like, Oh, we're going to, we are going because at this point in the show's mm -hmm. run, there is no question that Manny is the star of the show. Manny is the character that everybody has gravitated to. Everybody likes her the most Manny and spinner. Yes. But I think even Spinner surprises people more when they look back. Mm -hmm. Whereas Manny was the mm -hmm. out of the gate, out of the box star, star mm -hmm. of the show. Mm -hmm. So for them to go, we're going to pair him with her mm -hmm. says a lot of how they've thought about him. Yeah. As a performer. And I don't think, and hot Peter doesn't have that same just mm -mm. roguish. He's got he's got no charisma. I mean, he's got that sob convertible and his like popped collar and it's just Hot Peter is like and I don't mean this looks wise. I mean in like actor sort of charisma-ish wise. Hot Peter is like like a fucking Jared Leto creepo. Uh -huh. And Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, Mike Lobel is like George Clooney. He like is just he gets in there and he's just charms the pants off you right away. I think it's interesting that you chose Jared Leto because I still think of despite, you know, having done many, many roles since like Jared Leto will always be Jordan Catalano to me, which like. Swooned. Yeah, I know. Like I loved I loved Jordan. Catalano. Well, I recently watched The Little Things, which was a terrible movie on mm -hmm. HBO Max that he was mm -hmm. so fucking creepy in. And then he was at the Golden Globes with that stupid hair and that like fucking outfit that he had on looking like he wanted to like murder somebody. He was also, yeah, when he was in 30 Seconds to Mars and I worked at a concert venue, he was a real dick the time that they played. Yeah. So I have like very strong feelings towards Jared Leto also as like a person. But in my mind, he's still Jordan Jared Catalano. Jared Leto's also so. like far too famous for me to be like comparing to hot Peter Lacus. Hot Peter Lacus <laughs> is like Ben Foster. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever like hot Peter. I just don't see it happening. Broomheads. You can find us on Instagram at sparklespaz28. Find us on Patreon at Deem Podcast if you want to support us over there. We're going to start watching Instant Star. We are. That um, is true. We are going to watch Instant Star. With Alex. Alex. 
Yeah, we're going to start it. We'll see um, how it goes. We're not committing to like, mm-hmm. we're going to try to do it every other month. We'll watch two episodes. We'll see how it goes. But I've yeah. been told by multiple people that we got to stick with it, though, because it's in the second season that it gets good. Okay. So we got to figure it out. We'll see how we do. We'll see how we do. Um, so we've got those. You can find us on Facebook at Dean Podcast and also the Facebook group, the Dope Monkeys and the Broomheads. Good chat about uh, smoking weed a- on that on the, in the Facebook group this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, also, shout out to the Noreen who's Love in that group. Noreen. <laughs> she said she was thanking my family for keeping the name alive. Well, God bless. Oh, um, and... Send us an email at everyepisodever at gmail.com. Do it up. We're here. We're here for you, broomheads. Mm-hmm. Dope monkeys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, broomheads will be back next week. Put that in your pipe and smoke it.